God's grace gave us another opportunity to come out and just to give thanks. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Praise His holy and righteous name. Holy and righteous name. Thank you. We're going to go ahead on this morning and start the devotional service. But before we do that, I'd like for each and every one of you all to just take a look around. Look at these beautiful young ladies standing at the door. What a blessing. What a blessing. And I told you earlier, you know what? You're making a difference. Yes, yes, yes. Let your light shine. Yes. Amen. Okay, James.
Lord. I am. We're going to continue with our devotional service. I am this morning. It's going to be a company that love the Lord. Oh, yes. Lord. And let your joys be known. Join in a song of sweet accord and thus surround the Lord. Let those refuse the same who yes. never knew our God. Yes, Lord. But the children of the heavenly king may speak their joys of God. Oh, yes. Come
Amen. Praise God. How many of you know he's the joy of our salvation? Amen. The reason I smile is because I know that I'm a mere stranger traveling through this strange land. But I have a hope that's beyond the grave. Amen. We have a home in heaven. That's why we can have joy. And the joy of the Lord is our Father, in the name of 
Lord God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. We want to lift your name on high. We want to lift you up, your son Jesus, that died on the cross for us. Didn't have to do it, but did it anyway. Lord God, we just want to say thank you. That we cannot never have enough of not saying thank you. We love you, Lord. Lord, I ask you to come to New Jerusalem right now. Continue to do what you have been doing. Walking up down the aisle, throwing your weight around, having your way. Lord God, I ask you, Lord God, right now to bless the angel of this house. Keep him strong in mind and heart, Lord. Let him continue to preach your word.
moving and bringing forth new ministries and creating maturity in the ministries that we already have. Lord, we reflect on you and your relationship with your church as a marriage. Therefore, you reflect so much on family, particularly the birth of children. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for uh, putting it in the mind of the people and the pastor in particular to create this youth ministry of virtues uh, to greet folk, uh, to direct them. And we ask, oh God, that as we uh, offer uh, our praise and thanksgiving unto you, that you would help us to realize more and more each day uh, that our walk uh, is so important that children might observe our righteousness and our truth, that they might grow in accordance with your will and your purpose. We pray that you would bless each one of them, bless those that are working with them, bless those families and move in a mighty way. Help us, oh God, to recognize that when we think that we've done all that we can do, that there is still room. Bless that family in a mighty way, all of them, oh God, uh, uh, that they might observe, uh, that they might receive the revelation uh, uh, that you've given through your Holy Spirit and through the leadership in this church. Bless us in a mighty way. Forgive us for all of our transgressions. Help us not to exalt ourselves above measure. Bless us. Keep us. Guide us. Oh God, we have so much to be thankful for. And we look upon them and we just praise you for them. Bless them. Keep them. Guide them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stay faithful. Everything's going to be all right, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being back. Blessed in obedience. Amen? And we know that we're going to walk down the only way the devil, one of the ways the devil likes to mess with us is he likes to mess, make our money go funny and our change go strange. And he will do that and make you think that God has forgotten about you. But God has not forgotten. He can come through in any time where he wants because he is Jehovah Jireh, the great provider. Amen? Amen? We all are not where we ought to be and where we want to be. Financially, physically or spiritually, but I want you to know one thing. We're going to walk by faith, not by sight in here. And we'll call those things that are not as if they are. And God will come through. I'm a living witness, not what I've read. I've, I've read it and I know it's in the Word, but I've lived it out also. I'm a living witness. God will come through for you. Amen? Let me bless this offering in advance before you come and give. 
Oh, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this portion of service and ask that you just come through for your people. Father God, right now, as we give unto you the back to you, that which you have given to us, we ask you this. Bless the faithfulness of your people. But all not what we need to be, Father, we all got needs, Father God, that need to be met. And we know that if you take care of the birds, the sparrows, and the lilies of the field, that you will not forgive us that you sent your son to die for. So we ask, oh God, that you bless your people that are going in and are coming out, coming against the spirit of poverty and failure in the life of your people, and allow the spirit of prosperity and success to breathe over the lives of your people, open doors that have been closed. Father God, right now, everything the heads of those households put their hands to let them claim as theirs. And wherever they place their feet and walk in them claiming as their ground, right now, in the name of Jesus. Move like you say you would, oh Father God. And bless the Jews, oh Father God. Let us often be used and for the betterment and upbuilding in your kingdom. And when they were given days over down and set us a place anywhere in your kingdom, will be just all right with us. And all who love the Lord, say amen. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Quiet, get some music. Congregation, stand up and turn to the center.
How much do I owe him? How much do I owe him? Because he died just for me. It's all right, quiet. That was good. Thank God. Thank God. I, I did not uh, mention while I was doing that uh, announcement. My sister Flora is in church today. Praise so thank God. All right, all right. Amen. I want you to know that we're continuing to pray for you. And that we know that earth has no sorrow, that heaven can't heal. We know that you have lost your better half will be knowing that we think that God is a husband to the to the husbandless. Yeah. He will take care of you. We are praying for you. We're so glad to see you this morning. Amen. 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 And don't forget saying that you were here. We see you. Amen. We, we thank God for you that you're still moving on and pressing up the King's Highway. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's a, there's a word from from the Lord. There's a word from the Lord. Also, uh, you turn your Bible to first turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. Also made a check because she's always on my mind. Brother uh, Thomas, all you, I made a check on Sister Mumford because uh, I've called her in the past and she uh, she can't even speak on the phone. So I they gave me another number. I did it before. I called Angela and Angela told me she's doing fine. But we got a date this evening. And I told Angela, I'm not calling unless you deal. You make sure you be there because I'm going to have a conversation with another month. Okay? So we're going to be going back and forth because I miss her. You know what I'm saying? And she, she always say something to the pastor. always have something to say to the pastor encouraging when she, she sit there. And I don't want her to think for one moment that I have forgotten that we are. I've forgotten about her. I have not. Amen? We have not. Okay? She's a significant factor in the cornerstone of this church. Amen. And we ought to not forget our elderly when they're not here. Pastor shouldn't have to call. Y'all should be calling them too. Because guess what? Time keeps on slipping. Into the future. Because where I'm at today, you will be if you're not there yet. Amen. 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 So I want to, I want to get that out. Because y'all know I get excited and I forget about everything I just said. So I want you to know that we're going to make sure we think about her. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's from Sister Flora. Okay, Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to uh, shine some on the spotlight, y'all, on verses 1 through 14. Okay? Uh, this is a familiar text. We all know it. But I found some fresh water in this old well. All right. Amen. And we're going to go here. Let us pray first over this word. Well, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you right now for the opportunity to stand and proclaim your holy word. Lord, we're not even worthy to do it. We don't have the mind or the intellect to do it. That's why we ask so God that you allow your Holy Spirit to come on in and exhibit his perfect teaching and preaching ministry right now in the name of Jesus. Draw back the drapers of misunderstanding, Father God. Make your word plain enough so that a child can understand it. Father God, we ask here in Hebrews you give us wisdom and impart upon us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Father God, we need you right now to make it plain for us. Come against our adversary, the devil, Father God. He tries to smash the word of knowledge away from us. We, got, we are not an ignorant people. We know that we perish because of lack of knowledge. But Father God, you said that you give the knowledge and the wisdom to he who understands it and pants for it like the day of panting for the water when he's thirsty. 
So, Father God, I ask you to do it for us right now. In the name of Jesus. Use me in spite of me. Hide me behind the cross. I'm just an earthen vessel. But look beyond my faults. Father God, I meet the need of your people right now. If you do that for me, Father God, I'll be careful to give you and only you all the praise. Speak, Lord, for your people. Hear it. Genesis chapter 22. Uh, commencing at verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. And said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering <clears throat> upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I, I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. <clears throat> and Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called, that, called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. And it said to this day, in the mouth of the Lord, it shall be seen. I'm going to put a tag on this text. For our teaching and our preaching being done to you this morning, what is real 
worship. What is real worship? You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. What is real worship? Many of you already tuned me out because I put the word real before worship. This is not about your money. This is not about your pledge. This is not about any giving. This is far more important than money and things and possessions. Walk me around the text, if you will. Those of us who are students of the word of God, understand that it is a hermeneutical principle known as the principle of first mention. Hermeneutics has to do with the study of interpretation of biblical texts. Biblical hermeneutics has to do with the study of interpretation. And in hermeneutics, <clears throat> there's the principle of first mention. This principle teaches that the first mention of a word or a doctrine in the Bible determines its meaning throughout the rest of Scripture. Are you with me? Whenever something is first mentioned in the Bible, its meaning is determined, the first mention throughout the rest of the Scripture. In Genesis chapter 12, there's a mention of Abram, who was not yet Abraham, in Egypt. And he lies and says that Sarah, who is a beautiful woman, is his sister, when she really is his wife. And nothing positive ever spoken is ever spoken of Egypt in the Bible again. Because the first mention of Egypt, of it, is a plague because of Abraham's sin. I still don't think I got it over to you. In the New Testament, when Jesus was approached by the Pharisees and the elders of the people who had that woman caught in the act of adultery, y'all with me? The Bible says Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground. And everybody, every time they get up and talk about it or want to ask about it, wants to know what it was that Jesus was writing on the ground. Well, the first mention of God writing was in the palace of Belshazzar. And he wrote about judgment. Your kingdom has been divided, O king, and you've been found wanting. So when he writes that the first time, that must have been when he wrote the second time. Because the principle of first mention says, whenever something is mentioned in the Bible for the first time mentioned, spoken, that is meaning, that's the meaning for the rest of scripture in the Bible. This passage this morning gives us first mention of the word worship. Now prior to Genesis chapter 22, people had already worshipped God. But the word had not been mentioned. But the word had not been mentioned. Cain and Abel worshipped God. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. But in Genesis chapter 22, is the first mention of the word worship. It means to bow down. That's what worship means. Worship means to bow down, to prostrate 
oneself in the presence of a superior. Worship means to, to humble oneself before God. Now there's a difference between prayer, praise, and worship. And often we get those confused. There's an element of worship in prayer and praise. But there are distinctions between the three of them. Because prayer is about the soul's obsession with its own needs. I said it again. Prayer is about the soul's obsession with its own needs. Are y'all with me? Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. <sighs> praise is about the soul's upset. Praise is about the soul's obsession with those needs having been met. You praising God because He met your need. But worship is not about what I need or what God has given me. Worship is all about God. Worship is all about God. Who He is, what He's like, His character, His mercy, His grace, His steadfastness, and His compassion, His tender mercy. He hasn't given me anything yet. I'm just grateful because he knows everything. He sees everything. He hears everything. He understands perfectly everything. He knows the beginning from the end. He's the first and the last. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. I haven't asked him for anything yet. I'm just worshiping him because of who he is. I know what he can do, but I'm not asking for anything yet. I'm not begging for anything. I'm just shouting about who he is. And when you get past what you need and I need, and when you get past what you have, you can praise God just for who he is. You are really worshiping when you are grateful that God gives you understanding of his word. God lets you know what your enemy is playing before they get to you. Okay. How it goes, help me, When you really worship God, He won't let you be caught by surprise. All right. Worship is not about me. It's not. It's all about God, and it demands sacrifice. I want to. I want you to see this worship in, in verses in, in the text, verse one and two. What is happening in verse one and two is this. It shows worship at its source. Verse 1 and 2 shows worship at its source. And it came to pass after these things that God did test Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, This is God speaking. Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah. And offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Mm -hmm. Abraham's worship was bound on the clear, concise word of God. All right. Was bound on the clear, concise word of God. True worship is always guided and informed from the revelation of the word of God. Did y'all hear me? Yeah. True worship is always always guided and informed from the revelation of the Word of God. You cannot truly worship until you know the Word of God. Oh, hello. Oh, boy. 
not based on your emotion because you can't, see, I can get emotion. You can get emotional at a Frankie Beverly uh, uh, concert. Yeah. I'll keep it real. I can get emotion. I will get emotion at a Mary J. Blige concert. That's my girl. You can get emotional when you get engaged or you can get emotional when somebody gets sick or die. Worship is not based on what you feel, but on what you know from the word of God. You are not qualified to shout in worship until you know the word. Y'all with me? What did Deacon Lenny always used to say? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Oh God, that choir sang to us this morning. But if we had not ended the service at the singing at the choir, if we would have at the singing of the choir, we would have had a good time. But that's not all worship. Worship does not take place until somebody, usually a preacher, because how shall they call on him whom they have not, who not have not, who not who, who have not believed? How shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach and set they be sent? Real worship does not occur until the preacher opens the Bible and preaches not his opinion. Not his opinion. Not his opinion. I always tell you I'm in the book. When I was in the Miami Herald, not was on CNN or MSNBC, but somebody wants to know, is there a word from the Lord? True worship is always guided and informed by revelation of the word of God. You must know what the word of God is saying in order to enter into true worship. When we invite you to Bible study and Sunday school, that's for a reason why you worship it if you don't even know it's in there. All right now. Because you figure it, it feels good, the service feels good, they're singing good. I just like when they move through the service. What are you, what you shouting about? Why are you shouting? Oh, because you know God being good? How you know God being good? Do you know why God is being good to you? Even though you know you're not faithful. None of us are faithful. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Y'all with me? Because I sin, I, I shout because I know he's faithful and just to deliver me from all my unrighteousness. So I have to come here, y'all. And God said, just says the Lord, and God said, the word is our source of a worship, right? Here we go. But now, removed from the source, we now have the submission. The submission to the word of God. Because not only must you hear the word of God, you got to obey it. Because it does not make any sense to hear it to read it if you're not going to obey him. Amen. 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 So I need to repeat that. Amen. I do it anyway for someone that's going to brush it off. But it does not make any sense to hear or to read the word if you're not going to obey God. It's right here in verse 3. Abraham heard God calling his name. He heard God give him specific instructions to take his only son, the son that he loves. And sacrifice him 
on a mountain that I will show you. And look at what Abraham did. Verse 3, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men and Isaac and wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place God told him. That is submission. God, I don't know what you're up to, but I hear you. God, I don't know what you're trying to get out of me, but I'm going to do what you say. God, it does not make any sense to me rationally, but if you say it, you must have a reason for me to do it. All right. Those of you who are not scared of your children when you speak, there's a certain tone we used to put in your voice that your children know when you are playing and when you mean business. Amen. I wish I had somebody raised up and I got to go 50 to get this. When my mother was to call me by my whole name, Warren, Jerome Clark, they meant don't do it after, after a while. Don't do it after a while. Do it right now. Abraham heard God's call. And when God told him what to do, Abraham did everything God told him to do without question. Without question. Without question. Again, if my mama said I don't want you with that boy hanging around that boy, I didn't ask her why. Why are you trying to pick? I didn't say, why are you trying to pick my friends for me? I left them people alone. Because I was taught to obey without question. Parents that get children talk back there express themselves. Really? You don't have no opinion in my house? Eating my food, wearing my clothes. You don't get to go to your room and close the door. I'll kick the door off the hinges. Do what I tell you to do. If I had that kind of power over my children, God who is the creator of the universe. Hello, somebody. All right. I know I bothered you. I don't want you to be bothered. I want you to get this message. God who is the creator of the universe. When he tells you to do something, to submit to his will, we need to do it without question. Amen. He goes early in the morning. I wish I could stay right here early in the morning. Verse 3 is so full of impact. So much stuff in there. He saddled his ass, took the two young men with him. Watch me, y'all. Isaac, his son, went for the burnt offering and rose early. Went to the place that God told him. And then when he get there, when he got there, y'all, the word says then, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, y'all with me, and saw the place afar off. Hear this now. And Abraham said to the young men, check this out, abide here with the ass, and I and the boy will go yonder and worship. You keep that right, you keep that, that's here, keep it right here, I'll stay right here. To worship, I have to go yonder. It's not just about the source and the submission, it's about the separation. All right. Uh-oh. It's about the separation. Y'all with me? It's about the separation in order for you to be able to worship. Leave that stuff here. Because if I'm going to worship, there's a difference between here and yonder. Did I say that? There's a difference between here and yonder. You can't, you can't take everything and everybody with you and worship. All right. Some people you got 
to leave behind. Some things you got to leave behind, sister because you got to go, you got to go younger. You can't take everything with you. I wish I had some noise up here. You got to separate yourself from worldly thoughts, worldly ambitions, worldly ways of thinking, because there's a difference between here and yonder. Where you live is here. Where you worship is yonder. Where you are playing is here. Where you worship is yonder. There's a difference between where you play and where you worship. You got to separate yourself from everything worthy if you truly intend to worship. And I don't mean when I say separate yourself for you live. I don't mean that you got to come to church to do it. When I, let me make this point. Worthy stuff and things that are distracting you, you need to go yonder and away from those things and those people so you can get with God. Amen. <laughs> got to separate yourself. That ain't yeah. easy, but some of us, because some of us, we can't do nothing without some company. Amen. Learn to be alone by yourself. Oh, no. Learn to be by yourself sometimes. Because yeah. <laughs> God not to put you alone if you don't know how to get there. Amen. If you don't want to pray and you don't want to take time with God, God knows how to teach us how to pray. Amen. Can I get a witness here? Amen. Has God taught some of us how to pray? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You think you all have got the bag of potato chips? Yeah. God will show you how empty your potato chip bag is. It's too much weight. It's too much stuff trying to weigh you down before you get to Uyanda. You got to get a whole lot out of your mind. Listen, there are some people who show up at New Jerusalem way before church start. Because they got to get themselves ready. And the reason why some of us pastors, uh, Dr. Jenkins, have to preach so hard and so long, so long because some of us are not ready. You get here late. Everybody got to wait and look at you, distracting everybody. Because some of these people have to pass down the aisle. They got to be the main attraction in church. You don't go to work late, but you show up for worship late. You're not ready. You're not ready. You think the choir and everybody go to the back one to pray because that's just what churches do? No. They're trying to concentrate and get further ready. Before they come into the worship service. It's so very critical and important. You might have came here ready. Praise God for that. But we let the devil know, hey, hold up, wait a minute. We walked in the door, but just in case you try to follow us in, we're going to concentrate before we go and take our position in the worship service. All right. I woke up this morning. I kind of come ready. I can't depend on you to get me ready. I got to be ready. No matter what I'm going through or what I've been through. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Uh, I'm trying to stay out of trouble, Dickie Cook. But if you truly come to worship, you got to put yourself in, in the mind to praise God. You got to get rid of stuff at your job on your mind. You got to get rid of stuff with the family. You got to get rid of the mess in the house and forget about stuff that's going on in your life. 
We know it's still there. All the drama, all the stuff that they bring to you that you don't even need to have to know sometimes. Ain't hey, none of your business, but they got to tell you anyway. You can't do nothing about it. No, it's, it, it's, it's got nothing to do with me, but you just got to tell me. I already started, a long time ago I'm past this, said fellow, I am not your, I'm not your garbage can, don't dump stuff on me. Amen. Just because I'm a Christian don't mean I'm a fixer. You can go to God just like I can go to God. Don't come tell me to pray for you and you ain't been to church yet. All right. What are you talking about? It's something about worship. When you come into the presence of a holy God, it's a way you got to approach him and the way you got to approach him is in spirit and in truth. You approach him in the beauty of holiness. I'm not saying you are holy, but you approach him in the beauty of holiness. First of all, you got to know the word of God, right? Did I say that? And the word of God said that if you claim Jesus as your Savior, he has forgiven you from all unrighteousness. He knows that, you are, that your righteousness are like filthy rags. He said, well, if you claim the name of Jesus, you know that you're covered by the blood. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. All right. You covered by the blood, and because you're covered by the blood, that means I have a right and a privilege to approach you boldly. Because you sent your son to die for me. Can I get a witness in here? Oh yeah. We gotta approach him in the right and proper way. I say the spirit and truth. You approach him in the beauty of holiness. You got the quiet. You you got the quiet. That's why we we, we got we, that's why we quiet ourselves. Every time we get ready for worship, some churches have a pendant on their wall Say, the Lord is in his holy temple, that all the earth keeps silent before him. You just can't jump into God's presence. Now quiet. <laughs> Growing up, to Jenkins in my mom and dad's house, when I wanted something from them, or one of them, to do something, that thought passed would not acquiesce them. I practice my street feet before I get in front of them. <laughs> before I got to realize I had to get it together for what I'm going to beg for. Because my mom and dad and my elders made us know I'm not your friend. We don't run together. Talking to them was yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And so I was careful how I approached them. All right. Particularly when I wanted something from them. Y'all hear me? If I had done something wrong now, I could not come in that presence, in their presence, with an attitude like some people do, or some young people do. Suggesting, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it, and I'm telling you, no, I did it. No, no, I don't do nothing like that. Uh -uh, I didn't do nothing. Uh-uh. You can't approach God like that. No, what? I put my head down. I'm going to look at my daddy's eyes. I'm going to look at my mama's face, because my elders looking at them. Back then the day, when you look in their face like that, means that you think you they equal. Right, Oh, this is yeah. some of them 50 count in here. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's how I was ready. Can testify. I put my head down. Because what? I am inferior. You are superior. You're charging me. In the presence of my superior, I wanted something from them. And if I wanted something from them, there was a way I had to approach them to get them to listen to me so I can get it. Brother Thomas, keep praying for Pastor here. When you come into God's presence, don't come acting like you didn't do nothing wrong. 
Don't come acting like you deserve mercy. You deserve some grace. Because mercy is what God is holding back from you. And grace is what he gives you that you don't deserve. Yeah. I've got a witness here. Yeah. So when you are in God's presence, you are an inferior. In the presence of a superior God. Many of us don't get much out of worship. We don't enjoy church much because it has become habit and routine for us. But I come to church not because I got to preach. Uh -huh. Dean Frodo, I don't come because I got to preach. I come because I have to be here. Because right. I could not choose not to be here. I come because I need mercy. I come because I got my hands out. I cannot survive and not be here. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. I have to come. I got my hands out. Yeah. To a yada God. Yada God. I need him to put something in my hands. Yeah. That I didn't have when I walked in here. And when I leave, I raise my hands to total God. Because I got what I came for. He gave me what I asked for when I was in here. Alright. I got my praise on. I came to thank God for what he has already done. Yeah. Even if I haven't seen him done it yet. Y'all ain't hearing me. Then I came to celebrate who God is. Yeah. Abraham went up to the mountain. This y'all think I'm not in the book. With a heavy heart. And then Isaac spoke. He said, Daddy, I see the wood. I see the fire. Where's the lamb, Daddy? That's a good question. That's a good question. David asked, all of us been asking that question ever since Genesis. We read, been reading Genesis. Where's the land? Abraham had an answer right away. He said, Son, to Abraham said, My son, God will provide. Some of you ought to be getting ready to shop right here. No matter what your struggle is. No matter how heavy your heart is. Uh -huh. No matter what you got to go through. Yes. No matter how bad and how bleak it looks, Reverend Lyle, God will. Y'all oh, wow. ain't hearing me. Yes. Don't, don't try to tell me when I leave the pulpit today that, well, Pastor, I prayed for such and such and God didn't do it. No, you need to check yourself and make sure you are in the will of God and praying for the right thing. God didn't give it to you. If he didn't say no, then it's not Denied is just delayed. But if he said no, it just was for you to have. We need to stop asking God to give us stuff that we don't need to have. And then when we get it, sometimes God let us get it. He said, uh huh, you wanted that. Y'all don't think of the book? Samuel was upset. He went to God and said, God, they want a king. He don't understand why they need a king to have all the prophets over them. Tell them what the word of God said. God said, Samuel, hey. Ain't your fault. Let them have what they want. They allowed themselves. Guess what? They ended up in captivity after that. They got a king that did not know the Lord. God will let you get what you think you want. Until he shows you, you know, see, you had me. Oh, can I get a witness in here? Yeah. I don't care how much your burden is in your life has become God will provide. Yeah. Is there anybody here? I said, is there anybody here who knows that God will provide? You got your testimony because God provided. 
You know, and you know how to worship because you know what the Word of God said. You watched the Word of God. You was confident. You was not complaining while you was going through your stuff because you know God said all things will work together for the good for them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. You know when you're going through that. I don't know how to get out of this. Stuff go crazy. I said, God, I did everything you asked me to do. I ain't ready to go through this right now. But God said, guess what? I have not given you nothing that you cannot handle. It's not easy. Being a Christian is not easy. If you thought being a Christian was easy, I'm sorry, that's going to break your heart today. But guess what? Soldiers are soldiers because they fight. Soldiers are not soldiers because they be on parade looking good in a uniform all the time. They go without baths. They go without food. But they still got to fight. And when they're at their last time, they, they got to know how to pull back and get a second win. Because guess what? The enemy is going to wait till you rest up to come deal with you. They're going to kill you while you're down. God said, Paul, tell him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul said, in my weakness, I'm strong. The strength of God becomes strong in me. You know why can I help you here? When your flesh gets weak, sister, and, and you feel like you don't want to do this no more, sister Flora, what happens is your flesh gets weak. Well, Pastor, why, why am I to my flesh get weak? Because the Bible tells Pastor that the spirit and the flesh war against each other. And because the spirit and the flesh war against each other, when my flesh get weak, I can't resist what God is trying to say to me in my life. I go like a sheep when I'm fighting. Oh. I tried God for myself. And he do provide. I tried God for myself in my worst situation. God said, I don't want you praising me and worshiping. I don't want you worshiping me and praising me just for things going good in your life. I want when hell is breaking loose in your life and if you look like there's nowhere for you to turn, I want you to mess up. He said, send an atomic bomb into the portals of hell when they know they have attacked you and taken your last dime, but you still can show up to church. You still can wait around and say, thank you, Jesus. It's all right. I woke up this morning. And guess what? God really going to give you something, give me something to eat today. But if he don't, if he does not, I know he will. That's real worship. That's when you become a real shower. And you look at a person, you look at a person, why are they shouting? Ain't nothing happening in the service yet. What are they shouting for? You don't understand. Sometimes you make it to the house of the Lord, and nobody else knows what you made through, had to go through to get here. And you don't know, I, you, you think I need the choir to start singing a song for me to shout? You think I need a preacher to start saying, come on now, put your hands in Oh, no. I made it to the house of the Lord. I'm in one piece. No, I hadn't eaten on the day. But guess what? God rose me up this morning. God said, every time I wake you up, there's another chance that you might see my spirit move and, right. and get you out of your circumstances and situations. You got to hold on, y'all. Put some fight back in your new Jerusalem. Because it ain't over until it's over. Can I get a witness up in here? Your strength is in the word of God. Don't never put that Bible down. The devil wants to make you put the Bible down. Oh, you know. How you going to walk and go without your road, man? Jesus. 
You shop if even you got to shop by yourself. Can I get a witness here? Right. Real worship. What real? What is real worship? What is real worship? God said that He would make a way out of no way. You need to know that He will do that. We are living in the last days. You've heard that. Some of us have come to church all our, all our lives. And we've been hearing that for a long time. But if you let the devil make you think, you don't think he is going to be in the last days at all. Because when you were 12, was the last day. And now you're 55, 60, you it's still the last day. And you say, what? God ain't coming? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute now. I can keep doing what I want to know that the devil is alive. The word of God is preached as the Bible gives it. Because the Bible says, we know not the time or the day that the Son of Man returns. Be ye ready for when he comes. Because he can come right now. And you don't know. So that's how the word of God is. Don't let the devil make you second guess the word of God. Amen? Amen. Matter of fact, it may be your time or my time. Because I can walk out, hello, and I don't make it through the intersection. And God has not come back, but I'm gone. Now is the accepted time. That's why I say that. Now is the day of salvation. When you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. Tomorrow may be too late. Put your hands here and give God a hand. Somebody who don't know the Lord is their personal savior. Now it's accepted time. Now it's their salvation. When you hear the invitation, hear God. And if you don't know Him, hear God inviting you in, harden not your heart. Maybe someone on the sound of my voice on Facebook Live or on, on, on the phone line. You need you can give your life to Christ right before. You don't have to be here with pastors because guess what? I'm not the one saving you. God is. Lord is saying, Lord Jesus, come to my heart. That's exactly what he would do. If you know the Lord as your personal sin, and you have not been uh, faithful to reading this word and do what he actually do, come on to another way of life. God says that, that's all right. You didn't think about me, but I'm still thinking about you. I have not forgotten you. He said that. You're hearing, hearing this now because, not by coincidence, because I'm giving you an invitation to bring yourself back to me so you can get, get back into real worship. If you don't have a church on it, I'm going to invite you to leave this ministry. These people of God. Because this is the place the word of God is powerful and our worship is passionate. So we ask that you would just consider joining up with us. We won't put no rules and regulations on it, only that we say the Bible. So we can walk in the King's Highway together. Amen. Is there one today? Is there one?
word for me. Oh, something that was said, something was said, and God said something to somebody to encourage your walk with him today, encourage you to get a little closer to God, in spite of what you're going through, in spite of what you're going through. God is still in control, he's still on the throne. He's still there, y'all. And he's still governing the affairs of men and women today in this world. As crazy as it is, God is still in control. And these days we need to stay here like him. Amen? Amen. And I'll get the church even this demon uh get church ready for because get church ready for communion. Amen. Amen. I ask uh, our leaders, leaders to come to the front row, please. If you're a leader in any ministry, please come to the front. Sit in the front. Amen.
Let us pray. Oh, Holy Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity that you have provided for us to come around this table, Father, and dine with you. Father, like you said, as often as we do this, do it in remembrance of you. Father God, we're not even worthy to come around, but we thank you for this, your son called Jesus, who shed his blood on Calvary, and now we are covered from all unrighteousness to give us a right and a privilege yes. to come around this table and remember the sacrifice you made him make for us, you had him make for us. We thank you, God. So Father God, right now we ask that you bless that we'll be about to take. Father God, and as we use it as the symbol of your body and your blood, we ask, oh Father God, that as we die together, you make us come closer to you and closer to you. Bless each and every one that partakes of it. Father, bless those that are under the sound of my voice. When those other mediums alive, they partake with us. I bless them also. If you do these few and simple things for us, oh Father God, we'll be careful to give all the honor, the praise, and the glory. Christ's name we pray. And all the love for us, amen. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. He said to his disciples, Go and prepare the Passover, that I may eat with my disciples. They said unto him, Where do you want us to prepare? He said, Behold, when you have entered the room, uh, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he shall enter. And he will say to the teacher says, Where is the guest chamber that I may eat the Passover right. with my disciples? He will show you a large furnace of wood. They'll make ready. They went and found it as he had said. And when the evening was come, he sat down with his twelve apostles. He said, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, but I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He broke the bread, blessed it. This is my body broken for you. Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it. This cup is the New Testament of my shed blood. Oh, praise his holy name. When supper was ended, they went out of the eastern gate of Jerusalem, crossed Brook Kidron, through the Kidron Valley, and on up to the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus and his disciples used to pray. Sometimes he would steal away by himself and pray. I could hear him saying, if this cup can pass from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. 
who wrestled with the powers of darkness. He waited and Judas and his uh, imps were going to approach him. And Judas would approach him and uh, betray him with a kiss. But Jesus knew the reason why he came into the world in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He allowed them to take him. He even uh, refused Peter's authority to cut off the ear of uh, one of the servants and placed it back. In other words, he humbled himself before his father mm. to carry out the will and the way of the Lord. They took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. Yeah. They whipped him. Yes. And the disciples deserted him. The word said Peter followed him away off and even denied mm -hmm. that he was a disciple of the Christ. But Jesus went to Calvary and died. And this story tells about the real pastoral lamb that was spoken about at the Passover. Yes. And when he died, the veil in the temple was rent, torn from top to bottom. From top to bottom indicated that it was from heaven, and not from earth to heaven, but from heaven to earth. Oh, praise his holy name. Let us partake of his body in recognition as the pastor said, do it often. Recognize that not only did he die, and he not dead yet, he did die, but he got up.
My body was broken for you, our Lord's body. Likewise, just a cup. This cup of the New Testament of my shed blood. Our Lord's blood. God says when supper was ended they sung a hymn then they went out of the east of Gale, Jerusalem and on eventually to Calvary may God bless each and every one of you uh, for his word turn back over to the pastor God bless you we thank God for the eyes that see you amen Thank you. 